Actually, I think that's a good, like, you know, conversation starter. Like, I want to know more about what you usually talk about on your podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's very, so my podcast is about magic, tarot, uh, living, laughing, loving, like being a critical, magical, intuitive person in the end times. Um, mm -hmm. And so I usually have guests on who are really interesting to me for whatever reason, or they're my friends, and I really admire their work. So I'll have like herbalists on, I'll have uh, business owners who are witches on, I'll have intuitives on, astrologers on, um, creatives, artists. I had yesterday, I spoke to a sexuality doula. And we Ooh. talked about that. Yeah, writers, poets, if you want to talk to if you want to talk to them, I'll give you their their info. They're incredible. Um, so yeah, I just like to have conversations that me and my friends have, but I think a lot of people actually don't have because a lot of times people will be like, can you they'll hear a conversation I'm having with my husband or a friend and they're like, can you just make a podcast of this? Because we're not really talking about intuition or money or business or patriarchy or capitalism or all, like how to live. And so that's partially why I have a podcast. How about you? It's it, I completely agree with you. Like I, I started this podcast because um, I believe in the power of like uh, super deep conversations, which I don't think is happening often enough for some reason. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's kind of like the societal thing where it's like, oh, deep conversations. It's like, oh, it's like so boring and it's not very fun. You know, we need, we need to talk about what we're wearing for Halloween or like, you know, all that, like, all you know, fun, fun, small talks are fun, of course, but I think there's a lot to be learned from having these conversations about like, you know, deep life philosophies and what we believe in and really have a time to overthink, you know? Um, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's really why I created this podcast. I, I like to poke into people's brains and I, I think it's fascinating to, to just hear about other people's worldview, you know, cause we all have Same. different worldviews. Yeah. Um, and I always like to kind of put it this way when we're like interacting with another person that like we have our own little planets and when we have these little conversations with other people it's kind of like two planets are crashing into each other and sometimes these crashes are not as pleasant <laughs> but sometimes it can create some magic and I think it just creates this chemistry that that is it's just it, it just creates this whole new experience for us and broaden our perspective of life. And, you know, like we're having our little clash of our own planets, you know? Yes. Well, I was just, for my podcast, I was just talking about this where, you know, witches believe, and I'm sure many other people, mystics believe that when one plus one does not equal two, it equals three because you have me, my energy, my experiences, my beliefs, as you said, you, your beliefs, your energy, where you are in the present mm. moment. And then you have the third, which is the energy of our exchange. And so if two people have come with presents, with, I mean, I don't mean presents, gifts, but like they've shown up and they're engaged and they're alive, that exchange, that energy exchange creates a third it creates a d third kind of energy just like how you could never I could never write a song um the song I would write alone is very different than the song I would write jamming with my best friend you know like I couldn't create it they couldn't create it it's its own living kind of uh encapsulation of an energy exchange and that's actually how I view all exchanges like witches believe or I believe we're always in relationship. So we need to think about the quality of our relationship. We need to think of the intention of our relationship. We have to regard all of our exchanges, which are relationships, with a lot of uh, reverence and a lot of respect. Yeah, and I, I think I agree with you in that like, we need to be aware of these things. And sometimes I think as people who are just going through life living in this whole like mess of a society <laughs> it is now uh, we kind of tend to forget about it and we let ourselves 
as a ple people pleaser myself, I say yes to all interactions. And I've recently kind of like been, I've, I've been realizing that I need to be more mindful. This is my life and this is my time and this is my mind and the interactions that I choose needs to be thought more carefully because sometimes it can like a, a bad interaction can really affect you you know in a in a in a lot of ways and as a people pleaser I find that if I just let myself unconditionally saying yes to all sorts of opportunities all sorts of engagements then it can sometimes kind of take a toll on my mentality could you relate yeah. to that um and yes and no I'm not a people pleaser <laughs> Good for I say you. no I say no to requests multiple times a week uh I also ignore requests multiple times a week uh if I I know myself I know my energy I'm an introvert I need I'm not someone I know some people who get charged by being around other people and I love that for them but that's not me um I also think that when we say no to requests or when we renegotiate, right? So like maybe you're just saying, hey, I can't get you this thing by tomorrow or hey, I can't do this concert on Tuesday, but hit me up two months from now. Would love mm -hmm. to, which is real. Like I will say that if I really am into the person, or the request, but I just don't have the bandwidth and I don't have the capacity. I see that also as like a beautiful model because no one is going to steward our energy and our time like we will. And we do live in this very extractive culture. And then when you pair that with um, societal expectations of feminine people, of femmes, of women, um, of minorities, of people of color, of queer people. I mean, we could be here all day. There's this expectation that like we have to be available at all times and that being available, it makes us good, which then makes us protected, which makes us safe. When in reality, actually, it leaves us depleted. Um, it leaves us per perhaps resentful. It might leave us more open to attack or, you know, more open to extraction. So I actually feel like we're seeing more and more people understand the power of no, that no is a door opener. It's not a, a rejection, you know. Um, I also just kind of, I mean, again, I'm very energetically sensitive. I know you are too, like you're very sensitive. And so I think like slowing down and also thinking about the energy of the ask, like, is this an mm -hmm. exchange I want? You know, like what, what's the energy of the invitation? You know, how is yes. this being phrased? Like, do I want it even do, do I need a minute to be like, do I even really want to do this? Or is it my pe people pleasing jumping out? Do I really just want to get to know the person and they seem cool? Maybe I'm like, hey, I can't do your thing. But like, do you want to get coffee next week? Like, I think when we can kind of take time to parse out how we again, relationship, how we want to engage. Uh, I think that that takes back our power, our autonomy, our energy, and we can navigate life with a sense of confidence and a sense of um, flow and direction instead of feeling like we're one of those noodles. Like, do you have mm -hmm. those noodles that like are on the side of the road? They're like getting blown oh, up like, and they're like, Ugh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, that's I what it's like. Mean. And so, I mean, I have clients and sometimes I'll say to them like, hey, you got to make me a promise. For the next, if they're people pleasers, right? I'll say, mm -hmm. you need to make me a promise for the next 30 days, any requests that aren't going to pay you, any requests that are outside of your job, like if they have jobs that they work at, and you're not going to get fired for saying no, you know, like we have mm -hmm. to be real about this too. That's the other thing. Like any outside requests that come to you in the next 30 days, I'm going to challenge you to say no or hey, check back with me in two months. Hey, actually, I can do this, you know, in January or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I once got a, I once asked someone to be on my podcast last month and their uh, assistant said they are not taking any external requests until 2023. Oh, wow. And I was, 
I know. And I was like, that is so amazing. I was like, I was like, had a minute of envy. Like, I was like, what if we were just like, until 2027, like, check back with me then. Yeah. A little bit occupied right now. So I would, I would, Mm. you're not asking for my advice, but I would (laughs) challenge you to spend the next month or so at the very least slowing down before you get a request, checking in, having a conversation with yourself. And it's like, is it a yes? Why is it a yes? Is it a no? Why is it a no? And is it a like, hey, I want to do this, but I'm tired and it'll take away time from this other project or like my just mental health. Maybe I'll tell them, hey, can we do this in February or whatever? Can right. I tell you another? Ma- can I tell you another magic trick? Please do. There's this other magic trick that I do where I will consciously uh, not overschedule myself, uh, not say yes to things, and I'll actually schedule out blank space in my schedule. And a lot of times, what will happen often is closer to that blank space, closer to those three days I have off or I've like, you know, not overscheduled myself in, a really mm-hmm. rad opportunity will come. And I'm like, oh, I can do this because I've like pre-scheduled this time for something cool to happen. Maybe it's just me hanging out with my dogs. Maybe it's me making a cheesecake. Or maybe it's like this person being like, hey, do you want to do this project? Like, so think about that. Like, think about infusing your time with like time magic and intention in that way. I think that's a valuable advice that not a lot of us are should be aware of like we 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 are not aware of that's what i meant to say um i think you know like the whole like me time we need to have we need to really be mindful about how we spend our time is something that's for some reason very overlooked nowadays and including myself like i can't i'm so bad at time management and i'm like such a workaholic that i find myself even though i started this like whole music making thing as something that sprouted out of passion it somehow Mm -hmm. along the way became something that became work you know like and i'm like i find myself allocating these like time most the majority of my day into something that needs to that i know needs to sprout some passion in me but it doesn't anymore because i'm not allocating myself enough free time to to let myself you know get some steam out and allow some magic to happen in between you know some some spontaneous yeah act of of love or fun or some some sort of freedom outside of quote unquote work and it's it's something that i'm trying to do more and more you know just allocating more time to time for myself time for something outside of what i do 24/7 I think that's so important. And I think what you're saying is really important for people to hear because like similar to you, I I, am right in the same boat as you. Like I created a business out Mm. of things I loved, out of things that, out of creativity basically. And then when like capitalism enters the chat, you're like, (laughs) it really changes the relationship. You're like, wait, I only have half a day. I have to make this thing. Or Mm. um, for me, like I just started putting a lot of pressure on myself. And when you like infuse money with it, when like, when it really, can I swear? Oh yeah. Oh, just, you can like go all out. It it just fucks with your head. And you, you, when you're like, it, it's just a very different um, animal than when it's like you in your room and you're collaging or you're writing or you're, you know, it just changes things in this way where like creativity and magic and poetry and art and being free takes up time. It takes the time it takes, but like capitalism and everyone who maybe are not in touch with their creativity or their innate divinity. Like they're, it's just like, it marches on. And especially with like, I've been thinking about this a lot. I think you're a lot younger than me. Uh, so I can remember, right? Like there's mm. before times. I remember, cause I've worked before I ran my own business. I worked in design. Mm. I remember the timelines now are so crunchy. 
like where it used to take, you know, a couple of weeks for one round of something like people want it to happen in three days or similarly, even with content, like having to post on social media five times a week or having to create things for that or like even just the idea, like I love my weekly podcast and I'm sure you love yours, but just the idea that we have to do like one episode a week is actually like a lot. Oh, yeah. Like with the editing and, you know, just trying to figure out uploading actually takes a long time. It actually takes a long time. People think that, oh, you just put it up and click upload. It's not that you got there's a lot that goes behind that, you know. So I just I've noticed I'm like really trying to consider my time and really trying to take back my energy. I don't Mm want to get hijacked by the shoulds of the scary Zuckerbergs and what other people are doing. Um, I want to sort of begin to create my own timelines because I'm happier when I do that. Um, I feel more supported. I feel safer. Um, I've caught, I've, I've kind of caught myself. So like, that's what I'm working through now. How do you, how do you relate to that kind of that, those ideas? I, I think I'm definitely a work in progress in that realm because technically i'm a freelancer freelancer too you know like as in in the fact in the sense that i am in charge of managing my own schedules um but i for some reason seem to have this thing where there's no like middle ground so I'm either overworking myself because I have those good days, quote unquote, good days when I can seemingly, I can seem to work without eating, without taking a nap, without proper socializing, without talking to anybody for the whole day. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in a, I'm on a roll mm-hmm. right now. So I'm working from seven in the morning till 11 at night without eating and doing anything else outside of work. Those are, that's one side of the extreme. And the other, I'm just completely out and I don't feel like doing anything. And which was yesterday. And I just spent the whole day (laughs) watching anime. Um, And I rarely have days when I have the, 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 the right percentage quota. If like the, the, the right balance of work and life. And I do have those rare days. And when that happens, it's really very, it's, it feels nice. It feels nice. And also to challenge you, like maybe you are the kind of worker who needs to go in really hardcore for like three or four days, get in the rhythm, get in the flow, like, you know, mm-hmm. have the momentum going. And then maybe you need three days totally off. Like maybe your schedule is like four days hard and then like three days to just chill, watch anime, cook some food, hang out with friends. I mean, that's the other thing. I'm like, we have these weird ideas of what balance should be and who created the nine to five. You just fucked with my mind. You just brain fucked me because that actually (laughs) just hits home for me. I'm like, who told me what the right balance is? Who told me, you know, I need to work nine hours a day and then take a break for the rest of the day. It's like, oh my God. You know, I mean, get to know know your, like, that's what my work is. That's what I talk to people about with like their own rhythms, their own cycles. Like, again, like whoever created the five day work week Uh is, is not us. It was some terrible capitalist overlord that was succumbing to union people, people, because before unions and the labor movement started in America, people were working seven days a week. So they were like fighting and they were striking. And then finally they reached an agreement where they're like eight hours to work, eight hours to sleep, eight hours to like rest, whatever. Right. That's where this comes from. But who's to say that like, you're not a much happier like more productive person on your own rhythms. Maybe you can figure out a schedule where you work four days really hardcore at like 12 hours a day and then you have three days off or two and a half days off and you whatever you do is sort of light work or something. So, or like returning emails or something. Mm -hmm. I just think it's like you are a freelancer, which means like you can figure it out. I know when I began my um, working for myself, I brought like my boss because I I had jobs beforehand. I brought like my bosses 
into the job even though they weren't there. Like I was like, I need to buy, if I'm not by, at the computer by 9 a.m., like I'm a failure. Like, you know, like I had these weird ideas um, that were brought to me from these like terrible working conditions I came from. Mm. And over the years, I've been trying to unravel like, Maybe I just want to work four days a week. That seems great. That's where what I'm I'm trying to do four days a week. I'm like, I work four days a week and then I can just chill. That feels really good. Maybe one day I'll get to three days a week if I get really smart about my time management. But I also want to figure out how to not work like three months out of the year. Oh, like completely. Like maybe give myself mid-December to January just off right. and I'm just like whatever. And then maybe like I want July and August off. Mm. So how could like how do I figure that out or or at yeah. least like how how can I take one month off or I'm just trying to figure that out because I'm realizing how much of my rules are fake. They're made up. Money is fake. Um schedules are fake. You know, like what we're supposed yes. to be doing with our time is fake. People pleasing is fake. There are all these things made up that that myself included. I'm not saying I, ha- I have reached some, you know, mountaintop of like transcending any of it. <laughs> but I, but the more I realize like that we already know like that we are all living in our own reality. We know that, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. we're, we're in our own little bubbles. We're little planets. We're little ecosystems. So why not create the one you want? Did that process of finding your your own kind of pace, which I'm assuming is still, you know, under under progress, but, you know, <laughs> throughout this journey, did that include any sort of uh, a feeling of guilt? Because it definitely did for me. I found myself when I'm, you know, waking up at 11, which feels fantastic for me. I love waking up at 10 and getting ready by 11-ish. Um, but you know, when we spent our whole lifetime going to schools and be expected to show up to school at nine in the morning, eight in the morning, and that became the right thing when you're late for school, then you're punished. So Mm -hmm. I I think it still does, you know, induce a lot of guilt in me when I wake up, when I wake up at 11, my body feels great, but my mind doesn't. Do you, do you experience that too? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I do. Um, I Again, I'm still like working through it. My studio, our hours are 10 to 6 because mm-hmm. that feels really good. You know, like I'm like, that feels good to me. I have like a couple hours in the morning and then when I get out, it's not insanity. Um, like it's not 8 at night. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like it's – I if that feels good um, and I just decided it. But yes, I feel um, – I feel – I feel I feel guilty. I have I'm working out my shoulds, you know, like as always with everything. It's hard. It's very it's very entrenched. It's very intertwined. Um but it, it's for me sometimes um guilt is a symptom that the thing is not part of me. Like I did not create it. Guilt to me often feels like it's been put upon. Like, oh, you should call your, I don't know, grandparents or you, I mean, I'm not, I do, I love them. They're wonderful. But I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to think of like certain things like, oh, you should. So like, uh, this is what I did. Uh, it was, it's started about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm telling, I can't, I actually can't believe I'm telling this and where strangers, strangers were listened. But I, I just stopped going to like parties or gatherings where like I, when I was real with myself and I was like, I don't really like these people. Like, I don't want to spend four hours making small talk. I don't like small talk. Like I am mm. bored. We don't have anything in common. Like they're nice and people. And we'll never see each other again, probably. I wish them well, like they are nice people (laughs) and I'm not going to go. So uh, about 10 years ago, I just stopped going to things out of obligation or because I thought I should and my partner would like, you know, so like he'd be like, I'm going to this party and I'd be like, have fun. Like I'm not. And in the beginning, I felt guilty. And what I realized it was about was this appearance, which is fake, like this appearance of wanting to... I don't know. I don't know what. Take, get an invitation. So there's scarcity in there too, right? Because if I say no, maybe I won't get another invite. Maybe they're going to see me mm-hmm. as a bitch. Maybe 
this and that, maybe that. And I, when I started sweeping those out, like those cobwebs out, it just made it more freely. So this that also paved the way for me in work to say, hey, I don't want to do this. Or yes, I don't want to do this. Like it seemed interesting to talk to you. So I'm like, yes, you know. Um, but other people I'm like, no, like I'm like, no. And, and, and I think that I needed, so like I teach a trauma informed way of mm-hmm. unraveling. And what that means is having consent with yourself, taking baby steps. I say like taking a trauma informed approach is instead of like cannonballing into the ocean, you just like wade in, check, wade in, and then finally you can kind of start swimming. So like for me, the trauma-informed approach was to start in situations that didn't involve money or professional reputation, which was like, you know, friends of friends or acquaintances. And then I kind of would would kind of go from there. So um, another thing for me was like, this was a big thing and it's very small and low stakes. And I'm just sharing this in case folks can resonate. Mm-hmm. If I was out out somewhere, um, my my partner loves to. My partner is very social. My partner is the person who's leaving the party at the end. Right. Um. I would be like, I would just have this thing happen to me where I'd be like, I'm ready to go, and I didn't want to stay. I didn't want to wait. I just wanted to go. And so I would oh, practice yeah. just going when I wanted to go. I feel like we'll stay out of obligation, or we'll wait for that first person to go, and then we're like, we can go. But I just so we would take separate cars. And I'd be like, okay, it's nine o'clock. This was fun. I've been here for two hours. That feels great. Bye. So I think we can like start, you don't have to like, there's these, this stupid idea in the world that like, you know, you do this one thing and everything changes and it has to be radical and it has to be huge and da, da, da. You can do all these baby steps in your life and you can take a trauma informed approach and just be like, okay, what feels like sort of painful, but I want to do it um based upon people pleasing things and just start from there and then there's no way I could be saying no to professional things now if I hadn't tested it with lower stakes situations and oh nothing happened I didn't blow up yeah sure maybe those people think I'm a fucking bitch but like you know I I can't control that they might have thought I was a bitch if I went like I don't know you know what I mean and it's like so much of it is like I realized it is out from an external source and we're like you know when we feel that guilt when i wake up at 11 in the morning when you, when you go to a part when you miss out on quote unquote miss out on the party it's almost it's it's always like what if that person thinks of me as a loser what if that person thinks of me as a freaking i don't know room hermit or whatever it's it's always the opinions of others and it, it's it's so crazy if you think about it just a little bit. Those people, those people that you worry so much about the of the opinions of have their own insecurities too. We all know, like if we just think about it for a second, oh, they're they're human beings too. They probably have their own insecurities as as much as we do. But we still don't don't think about that fa- that part of the whole humanity thing and we just think about what other people how crazy other people will think about us and that creates the guilt i think and it's just like just having this conversation with you right now is such a good reminder that oh i can have limits and i can i can be in charge of my own life i can say no to things i can say yes to things and i can create my own boundaries and it's it's okay and that's the right thing to do you know, I also think like part of boundary work is really respecting other people's boundaries. So, for example, mm. let's say in two weeks I ask you to do something. I might I might want to have you on my podcast. Not oh, in two hell weeks, yeah. But not in two weeks, but probably 2022. Right. That's kind of what I'm looking at. But anyway, <laughs> or 2027. I don't I don't, or I, I, don't or I don't mind waiting li- or next <laughs> lifetime. I'm sure we'll yeah. meet again. <laughs> Um, but like, let's just say I'm like, Hey babe, do you can't like, you know, do, and, and you said, no, I can't. Um, part of really beautiful boundary work is instead of me getting in my head, oh, they don't like me. Oh, I'm not important. Mm -hmm. Oh, like wherever our brain goes and then we're spiraling. And in literally 10 seconds, we've gone from someone saying, Hey, I, I don't have the capacity to do that to I'm a bad person, no one loves me, Mm. you know, like we just jump. How about 
taking a minute and being like, wow, good for you. Good for honoring your boundaries. You know, this is great. If you have time in 2022 or 2027 or next life, hit me up. I'd love to talk to you. Like part of good boundary work is honoring it when people say, hey, like I can't, you know, or part of good boundary work is honoring the sacredness of other people's energy in life and checking in. Hey, can you do this? Like, is this okay? Or do you need to push that back? Like, how are you mm. feeling? You know, and not in a flaky way, not like letting people flake, but just sort of in a more conscious way. Like, I feel like we've also been treated uh, uh, by white supremacy and by capitalism to treat everything urgently. But mm. as long as you're not like in an ambulance going to the hospital, you know, it's not urgent. No, it's not. And it's the big part about that is just being honest. And I, I think it's kind of, it's crazy how just a simple change of words, just, just, just opening up just that little part of myself being like, hey, I can't, rather than just like straight up, I can't, no, I don't want to. Just add one more sentence. I'm just a little occupied right now. My life is a little hectic and there's a lot going on just that one extra sentence can change the whole vibe of the whole conversation and the relationship yeah it's crazy how how much that one sentence is missed out on you know yeah yeah and it's like the also the like this weird introduction of um the binary into our brains i mean we've been it's part of our evolution, uh, you know, from a biological standpoint to have good mm. and bad. There's many reasons for it that I will not get into, but um, but also the binary is terrible. So it's it's like it's not like you're good and I'm bad. It's not that you're the villain for saying no, but our mm. brains will go there really quickly, you know. And so yeah. how, when did when did like a rejection? Or when did someone saying, hey, like, I'm at capacity for the next eight weeks, like, can we check back later? Or what? Or, or us saying, hey, actually, I'd love to do that, but my rate is $1,000 more than what you're offering. So unless you can meet me there, that's the other thing. Like, can we just, can we just have a moment? Because I know there's freelancers listening. Start normalizing businesses asking us to do things and then telling us their budget yes how many times have i gotten someone being like we really want you to do this thing we really want you to do this thing and so much of my decision making is around time and money Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay well what's your budget and then they're like well i don't know what do you think and i'm like no no tell me what you can pay me has that ever happened to you i it's for me, it has always been like, can you do this thing for me? Like, can you do this online virtual? Like, can you do this concert? Can you do, uh, can you shoot a video for me? Can you shoot this? It's kind of like, I find it a little bit disrespectful in the sense that, um, well, yeah, I mean, it's, for me, I never really like got back to it saying like, what's your budget? Um, I'm keen to learn more, but I'm, it's, I, so you're, so what I hear I'd you rather saying have is, them, I'd rather have them come with me with a proposal of what the, the specifics rather than just like, can you do this for me? We're looking for you to like do this virtual concert, this video concert, this, I don't know, shout out, whatever. Give me the specifics, like when, how yes. long. How Clarity. much money, Clarity. how much yes. budget are you thinking? Give me the details because I can't just look at what you want me to do and say yes. Because I I have things in my life, my life with my time that I want to do, you know? I, I'm, I got things so, to do. So what I hear you saying is you get asked to do things for free a lot? I think I do. I think, you know, and, and most of the time, I think they're just coming from a, you know, they mean well. And yes. there are times, it's it's not a big effort thing sometimes, you know. Sure. I, I recently got asked to like, you know, send a little video message to their English teacher who introduced my music to their, to his class. And it's like, cute. it's just a wholesome yeah, thing. Cute. And I would just yeah. say, hey, thank you, Hi, Mr. T. Yeah. Thank you. Um, But sometimes it could be like, hey, can you like, 
sometimes like ambiguity just like really confuse me rather than yeah. like having people approach me to do things for free that's yes. that's not it's more like just the ambiguity is a little like it just kind of ticks me off where people are like just you... sending me their music and be like can you listen to this okay okay <laughs> then <laughs> they just send me random like, I'll put it, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, all right i'll do the dishes and listen to your song cool bye like, yeah yeah yeah, I just I just was curious about that because I was like, oh, I guess it just happened. Meaning like the asks, it's just very like I, I often think like because I'm someone who's incredibly mindful of other people's time almost to a fault. Mm. Like I'm like so much so I maybe wouldn't ask someone for a favor, you know, like I'm yeah. like, oh, they're too. I'm just assuming everyone is so busy and they're in their own life and they have their own things they have to deal with. I would never kind of want to impose upon them. Um, but I often am like, what would it be like to be the kind of person who doesn't, mm-hmm. has no thought and they're just like, Hey, will you do this thing for me? Hey, will you do this <laughs> thing for free for me? Like, Hey, like, I'm just like, wow, what's going on there? Like, I'm literally curious. Like what kind of per? like, where is there a thought process? Is there no, like, Oh, Hey, will you do this thing for free for me right now? Like, Hey, oh, like, I don't, I don't know you. We never met. Yeah. I don't know anything about you. Like, it's just, we live, all I'm saying is we just live in a really weird world where to me, it's backwards pants day where like, for me, I think about quality of relationship. I definitely do not like to have transactional relationships like yeah. in my life. Like I do not like to feel like I'm being used. Um, I do not like to feel like someone just wants something from me for themselves. And that's, that's the, we're going back to quality of energy. If the quality of the exchange is, I'm like, oh, um, Sue, I love your mic cover. I can just have it. Right. Like you'll just send it to me. Right. Like that's the quality of exchange. When I think about if someone's like, Hey, Sarah, will you do this thing for me? Like, wait, I'm like, wait, who are you? Like, and I don't mean to sound rude or bitchy, but I'm like, no, really, like, what's going on here? Like, I don't know you. Um, I'm not familiar with your work. Um, Like, it's just, it's very interesting to me. Like, it's just, it's just fascinating. I think there's, um, there's a difference in the nuance, though, connected to the the quality of the relationship, like you just mentioned, and the way the the ask is phrased, and 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 the intention of the person. I think, you know, um, there's a diff- there's it's one thing to ask a complete stranger or someone you think is 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 gullible to doing whatever you ask them to do to do something for them and another to just just genuinely need help from someone you know who can give you some help of course of course and i think the latter is sometimes it can actually just i think people i'd like to think that humanity just humans in general want to help people it's just that when you just come up to somebody and they hey listen to my track. Hey, yo, just give me a shout out. It's just rude. It's just common sense not to, you know, don't, don't be like that. Just, you know, be genuine. I think genuinity really goes a long way. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that because I did realize I sounded very ungrateful, I suppose, Um, or. um, No, no or like judgmental of humanity. I just I just find it fat I just find it fascinating. I'm similar to you. I'm happy to help when I can. Mm. Uh when I have the capacity, when I have the bandwidth, when I feel called. I just similar to you. I'm I it's just an it's just to me it's capitalism. Like to me it's just like this yeah. is the influ- this is the influence of a transaction. Um what are you what's your exchange with me? Like are we going to be friends? Do you want to be my friend? Like, do you think yeah. I'm cool? It, or is it like you just want me to like link your track uh, uh, shout out on my social media? But we've never met. 
I don't know if you're a sexual offender. I don't know if you call your mother on Fridays. I don't know if you bring gifts to, like, your friends' new houses. Like, Uh I don't really know anything about you other than you made a piece of music that you want me to listen to. You want me to spend five minutes of my time, and then you want me to post it on the internet. But I don't know if we would like each other. I don't know if, you know, you – like, that's what I find fascinating Mm. about it, where I'm like – I need to feel like this person is interesting. They're cool. I'm interested in them. We might, maybe we'll be friends. Um, Like maybe they're in my community. Like maybe we'll end up doing something together one day Mm. because we have mutual friends. You know, I'm an admirer of them or whatever it is. I just, I'm like, but, and also I want to know, I want to vet people. I want to, if I am shouting someone out, that is me shouting them at, that is me being like i endorse this person this person it's, is great and what if that person like is like was an abusive to their girlfriends you know how horrible i would feel i would be like oh my god i can't believe i and then and then my friend then the people who clicked the thing and got into the person yeah uh, that that maybe they like them and maybe the, like i just have so much Yeah, I just think about these things, honestly. I know it sounds like, I know this podcast is the overthinking podcast. So luckily, Uh here we are in the overthinking part. You're in the right spot, yeah. Here we are, my friend. But that's, these are the things I think about where I'm like, well, but what if that person, like, you know, left their cat out in the rain? Like, I don't want to endorse their stuff. Like, I I don't- I would right? not want to engage Never. with anybody who would ever leave their cat anywhere alone. No. Never. Not when it's raining. Not when, like, they can just... So I not just, any time. I, <laughs> I mean... Never. Anywhere, I, ever. Like, on the couch, with a mouse, in a house, on a louse. Like, for sure. But so those are the things I think about that I know makes me sound peculiar. But I do think about those things, too. So I just wanted to put it out there. No, I, I, I'm on the same page with you. I, I have like, I wouldn't say it's like trust issues, but I have a hard time. Like it takes a long time for me to really trust someone. It really, it it really does. That's why we're friends. And like, yeah. (laughs) And even my management. Yeah. Go for it. No, I want you to tell the story, but just remind me not to forget what I wanted to tell you. Go on. Oh, damn. But I always, when that happens, I always forget what I'm about to say. Though. You are going to, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. You are going to talk about your management, even your management. It took you a while to feel like yeah. you could trust them. And they're, they're I don't know if they're ever going to listen to this, but I still kind of don't. <laughs> I still kind of don't. And it's kind of like that thing where it's like transactional thing where it's like, Yes, it's great that I'm opening myself up and I'm showing them my vulnerabilities. But at the end of the day, this is business and they're managing my business. And Mm -hmm. so I find it a little hard when, especially in these cases where it's separate from like just pure friendships, it's got something transactional included, but Mm -hmm. also being an artist versus manager it takes some vulnerability it takes some opening up to do because that's what we do as manager and artist so that that area where a, a balance between transactional kind of business related stuff and kind of friendship personal yeah. human yes. versus human kind of relationship in, is involved i find it really difficult to find the balance and i frankly still am trying to find yes. that balance between my yes. management and yeah that's that's just a little difficult for me whereas like it's if it's a pure friendship like yes. i i i just like i'm so glad that i invited my friend cynics um over to this podcast a, a year ago now uh, to just like guest and talk about stuff because he's one of my best friend like he's he's just such a good friend he turned out to be like the best supporter and that's like where the whole endorsement comes in it's just it comes naturally he always like talks about like how he loves my music and i always talk about how i love his artwork and it's just like it comes yes. naturally it feels comes good naturally. and it yeah. feels good you're like i, would I do want anything. to you're like yeah you're like hey let me post this thing hey let me yeah. tell my people about the show you're doing hey, like yes totally what i was gonna say is with the trust thing is 
I was with my partner. I was with my partner for three. We've been together for 10 years. Um, but it, year three, he turns mm-hmm. to me and he's like, you know what? He's like, I think you're finally starting to trust me. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like three years. <laughs> like we moved in in the first yeah. year together. Like it just, I think that that's extreme. That's extreme. Like I'm a little extreme. Um, and also I think it's, no, I think it's, it's complete. I think I'm probably going to take longer <laughs> and I think it's 20 it's, years, it's your pace, 20 years, who knows? It's your, yeah, it's your pace. It's your pace for sure. And I think that you're why I think that like, there's, there's that line, right? You don't want to be paranoid. You don't want to sabotage relationships because you can't trust. Mm-hmm. And also I think it's just wise Again, at the end of the day, no one is going to look after you like you. Word. And I hate it's, to say that. It sounds cruel, yeah. but like like at the end of the day. It can be lonely. It's a lonely thing to realize, <laughs> but it, it is the truth. And if you aren't aware of that, the longer you aren't aware of that, the more it means you're probably going to suffer from other people's other people trying to, you know, take advantage of you and you really got to look out for yourself, right? And and probably similar to you, I am also at the same time because we're complex creatures. Mm-hmm. I'm very naive. I am very trusting. I do want to see the best in everyone. I have been messed over because I've been so like, I've believed the things certain people have told me because yeah. I wanted to, because why would you lie? Or like, why would you make some promise that isn't truthful? Um, so on the one hand, I'm like, okay, like, let's be careful. And on the other, I want the connection. I want the 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 growth, the mutual growth. I want uh, these very uh, beautiful, meaningful relationships. I want to show up as my best self. I want to give, I want to pour my cup out to you as best as I can. Um, so it's like the both and of me as well. And I think we all have our complexities there and and it's the snake eating its own tail it's like this weird thing it's like chicken or egg it's like um i'm giving all these metaphors which are ridiculous is (laughs) the fact that i am guarded make me kind of like more susceptible to you know certain things happening or is the fact that i am so wanting um wanting to see the best wanting to give, 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 like, is that also linked to my trust issues? This isn't therapy, Mm. but I should write this down and like pin it because there is like this tension between those things for me, at least. I don't know if that happens to you as well. No, I feel you. And it's what I'm starting to realize nowadays a little more is that how nice would it be if this world was a place where when we live as just nice, nice, nicey, nicey person, we attract nice, 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 nicey, nicey person. But it seems that that's not how the world works. It seems that the way it works is that you need to have your own boundaries. And when you express that boundaries, you got to be that sassy girl sometimes. You got to be a little bit salty. And that's when people start to give you respect. And that's when you start to attract people who are on the same energy field, if you will, Yep. as you are. And, and, and that's why – oh, go on. Yeah. Please, please, please. No, no, go. No, and I find that's a – and I find that it's – that act is is very hard for me because I'm <laughs> I, – I, I don't want to say, like, I'm a nice person, but, like, I am. I can't be mean. I, can't, I don't like to be salty. I know you are. I yeah. have You're to nice. be. I have yeah. to be. And that's the issue, too, where it's like, oh, wow, some people pushing you to that part, you know. Um, And that was going to say with the like, oh, what a great world this would be if you are this wonderful person. You're nice. You're kind. You're in integrity with your your actions are the same as Mm -hmm. what you communicate. That's a big one for me. Right. Um, This is why the new age law of attraction is total. Yes, because you don't attract. It's not like mm. attracts like 
you don't attract what you are. You know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you do. Sometimes you'll meet a friend like your friend or all your other friends and you're like, yeah, we're on the same page, baby. Like, let's do this fun thing for sure. And also, like you said, um, it's just not it's just not like that. Um, I often think that we attract people who we are their shadow or we are mm. what they wish they could be but they can mm. or they're not there yet in their development so yeah. they're attracted to us because they there's part of them that has that kernel but they can't quite get there so then they maybe end up um extracting from us manipulating us like because they can't quite uh bring it up in themselves but they're but they're attracted and then they project and you know and so when they don't get what they want this is like where energy vampires come in when they don't get what they want and their energy is frustrated and they can't mm-hmm. have what we have or they can't access this part of themselves that they have because we all have the totality of every infinite possibility inside of ourselves right from the salty to the sweet to the innocent to the brilliant to the genius to the envious to the malicious to the chill to the peace like we have it's all inside of us right every single thing everything but they can't quite hone in on their own so they think that they're misguided they think oh if i can get this from that person then i can have I can have that experience of that energy, which is false. It never works. They roam the earth like alive zombie vampires looking for it and everyone but themselves. And if they would just stay put and cultivate their own garden, they would find it. They would. They may have to do some weeding. They mm-hmm. might have to like cut a tree down and like do some unraveling of roots. But it's all there. Um, and so that's often what I, I have a little theory. There's there's all the family stuff I won't get into, meaning a lot of times mm-hmm. we attract constellations of our families, like dynamics, because right. we our, subcon- our subconscious feels comfortable in that, you know? So we're like, okay, we, we like to feel safe as humans, even if it's not feeling great. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's often what I find. I don't think it's like attract, like, I think it's, much more complicated. The world is not fair. The world is not balanced. How incredible would it be if, yeah, we're in integrity. We say what we mean. We act in the way that we we feel. We're not, you know, lying to ourselves and others. And then we could attract that same energy. How great would that be? But it often just isn't the case. Yeah. No, I completely get you. And I think this is a little bit separate from like the whole like transactional manipulation, which is just completely just hands down, like you need to not avoid that at all costs. You can't be uh, taken advantage of uh, uh, financially or physically or in any way possible. And I know that society is at the moment structured in a way that women can't it's it's hard for women especially to say no to these things to these opportunities where people try to take advantage of you it's really hard to say no and i frankly don't think that i can say no if there was the right kind of if if things were structured in the right way to make it the most difficult for me to say no to when when there's a chance for somebody else to take advantage of me i really don't i mean i've never fortunately been like sexually assaulted or been greatly um cheated on in terms of finance or business wise Mm -hmm. but if there i think there's a reason why some people do get taken advantage of it's because they probably didn't want to get taken advantage of but it's just it's just how things turned out it's just the way society's structured things in a way to pressure you to not be able to say no just straight up no that in that sense, I think just I know it sounds a little naive, but nobody should ever get taken advantage of, of in that way in in a physical sense whatsoever. I think in a mental realm, on the other hand, I think it's just like you said, we all need to do our own garden work, our own field work, if you will. Um, uh, and I it it really hits home for me that we all have different characters inside of us we have that sassy girl we have that kind girl we have that 
we have that anger, we have that happiness, we have that joy. And I think it's so common sometimes that people expect a person to be this one one character, like like some mm-hmm. sort of like an animation character where like we have this one personality trait and that's who we are. But really, in reality, we have different characters, different people inside of us that changes depending on the situation, the people that we interact with. And yeah. I think it's something that we really need to hone into. I am. I completely agree with you. Yeah, we we I. And it's like, I sometimes worry that like, oh, what if I come across as being like multi-personal, like disordered person or something? <laughs> like, what if I'm like, you know, I'm like oh, a little bit like, hey, and then another one, hey, I don't want this, you know? <laughs> like, what if I come across as being like a weird, like crazy person? But like, then again, at the end of the day, this is my life. This is my character. This is my body. I can act however I want, whenever I want. I think that, I think the whole thing about, sorry to keep bringing this up, but it just, Mm -hmm. um, capitalism needs us to be flattened and branded like in a certain way. And so then we take that into our uh, personal interactions where certain family members need us to be this avatar, right? Mm -hmm. Because in their mind, then they can treat us this way or then like they're like, they we create it's family systems basically right it's the therapy but and and so friends do that too right we're like oh i can always count on sue to make me laugh or you know whatever and then we pick up on that and then we show up as that right we're like well even though i'm having a really bad day and i saw someone leaving their cat out in the rain and it made me sad i have to show up to you know johnny's house like happy and like this and that so i think we are performing a lot um for each other based on projections and i think that um when we can a practice i really try to do with my friends and with my partner my partner and i say that the minute again we've been together for so long i have seen so many iterations of this person the minute you start saying and this is just an intimate partnership i don't think friends really do that mm. but the minute you start saying you're always you always do that or you're like this is it's over like when that happens, mm. if we're like, oh, like that's our curse word in our a relationship. Like the minute someone's like, you always, you never put your socks away. We're mm. like, oh, like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Because we have this theory. There's the, um, the elephant, the elephant theory. So what they do to train elephants mm-hmm. is they tie the elephant to a stake for a long time maybe even a year. I You can Google it for those of you interested. And then uh-huh. they take the chain away, but the stake is still in the ground and the elephant stays there. And that is like what happens to our mind when I'm like, well, Sue's always the happy one. Sue has no problems. Sue's not go- can't go through bad days. And you like, and I do that with, you know, my whoever like that's not like we all have these vast interior lives you never know what someone's going through you never knew you never know who someone is becoming like we're always becoming different versions of something of our soul of our spirit and so I try really hard when I'm meeting someone or even my coworker, my studio manager I try really hard to remember that they're different from the last time I saw them Yes. The next time I see you in a year or in 2027 or next lifetime, you're just going to you you're probably we're we're different. We're going to be different expe- people. You know? I, I, we're probably different people from since we started this conversation. You know, we're I ha- I am ha- I, yeah. haven't you been a little changed? I've been a little I changed. I feel a little change. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I really wanted to like talk these this this conversation so far is just so fascinating and it's just really nice to be able to talk about energy, talk about, you know, relationship with with others and what's actually going in our, you know, psyches and just going inner, like our inner journey. And I think talking about this is so important. And I wanted to talk about so many other things like tarot cards and I know like you're into witchcraft and like I wanted to ask you so many things. And like, I know we promised an hour 
And I'd love to have you back. And I, Or maybe I could just guest on your podcast if you're interested, if you think I'm interesting enough to come by. <laughs> and I'd love yeah. to hear more about, you know, witchcraft. Yeah. And I'd love to hear about tarot reading and your profession. It's so, and It's so funny that we didn't even talk about that. Let's... No. If you have the space in 2022, I'd love to come back on here. And then I'd love to also have you on my podcast as well. And Great. we have our it's own boundaries, so let's 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 I will t- let's yes. talk about our boundaries, and we can say no, yes, no, yes, back and forth, no problem. We know that we are in mutual mutual agreement. With Respect, that. yeah. It yeah, was such a pleasure sure. to get to spend time with you. No, this was such a fun talk. That that hour just went by so quickly. Honestly, <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Thank Thank you. you. Have a great day. Bye. Have a great day. Bye.